This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In the air to left field. Going back on it. It is gone! Kevin Franzen sends everybody home! Ball there! Coming down! down. What up and welcome to the last episode of the regular season, the thank you of Pine Tar for Breakfast. What's up? It's uh, Kevin Franzen. Yeah, that's me. Haven't heard me in a while. Been on, I don't even know what I've done. Just done my schedule. Supposed to be working in the next couple days, but that's not happening. So this one is a, this one's a, a thank you just in general to you fans and Everyone that's listened and given it a try, we're going to have more throughout the whole entire offseason, which for me is going to be fun just based on the fact and staying with what the Phillies are doing, uh, moves they're making, could be making, who knows. We're going to do as much as we can throughout this offseason. I'll have players on, I'll have coaches since, let's be honest, they have a lot more time in the offseason than they do during the regular season. So, with that being said, I'm disappointed, as you, the fan, are as well. And 81 and 81, great. For some teams, that's that's awesome. But for John Middleton, Matt Klintak, Andy McPhail, Ned Rice, for the guys that wanted to come into this year for a playoff season and doing everything they possibly could as far as thinking that, you know, we got as many guys as we could, it just didn't work out. Whether it was injuries, bad play, inconsistent play, good play, inconsistent play. It just was one of those years where you, you, you have to you have to sit back and, and realize that there's a lot of things that need to be corrected. And way, you know, it's gotta be the way you guys approach the game, whether it's, you know, load management on some of these guys that have logged so many innings and miles throughout their entire careers. You know, they're getting to that point where you have to realize that a for an organization like the Dodgers, like the Yankees, like, I mean, even if the Red Sox, for the most part, you look at the Braves and you look at the depth. And yes, they have top tier talent. We get that whole thing. But it is about the entire roster. It is about the 40 man. But it's not about 40 men. It's about 50 guys. If you could create the 40 guys to have like, you know, the versatility to, to be 50, that's awesome. You're winning. Your 25-man roster now next year in 26 is going to be like a 35 guys. That's a huge deal. So they have a lot of things to address, you know, in, in the Phillies this offseason. And it's a good thing. Because what if they, they made the playoffs and they were, you know, flawed or, or missed it out by one game? I mean, you know, Right now, we know that there's a lot that needs to be addressed. And that's good. That's good. But it's not good you're not in the playoffs. 2.7 plus million fans showed up to Citizens Bank Park this year. 
600,000 more fans. 26.7% upgrade in attendance. So thank you fans for coming out. That is unbelievable. I think the main one you could start out with is the two biggest acquisitions that you could have in an offseason, Bryce Harper and JT Real Muto. And I mean, that's, that's all we need to say. They did everything. They did everything that you could possibly do. Bryce played 157 games. He had 72 extra base hits. JT, 145 games, 64 extra base hits. That's doing it. That's showing up to the park every day and doing it. Bryce, I mean, you couldn't have... Yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's almost... You can't really capture what he did in in a you know speaking engagement. You just have to watch. A guy signs a thirteen year deal for three hundred thirty million. That played with plenty of guys that have made a lot of money in the in the, their careers, signed big contracts. And right after that, what do they do? I mean, it's not like they don't care, but it's like, yeah, whatever. This guy cares. Everything he did, turning singles into doubles. Even getting the triple on the board this year. He got that goose egg off. But it there's so many things that Bryce did this year that uh, just not only surprised me, and I, I say surprised because I feel like when it's a, a good to great player, they do things that wow you. And so, yeah, you don't go and expect, well, I expected him to do this. Like, you know, you don't expect, I don't expect people to do, I almost swore right there. I don't expect guys to do anything. I expect one thing. That's effort. Did you ever see it wane from Bryce Harper or JT Riomito this year? No. So you have two huge, huge parts of this franchise that, you know, if they could sign JT Riomito to the offseason extension, I would say it was a fantastic year. But you have 190 runs scored between the two of them. Over 200 runs combined, or sorry, 197. Actually, no. Yeah, it was 197. 197 runs driven in by them. That's pretty good. It's a good combo right there. Now, I mean, you have guys like Cesar who played well at the end. Gene Segura, who was hurt for better parts of the last part of the season. He was good. But there wasn't a lot of great after JT and Bryce Harper. Scott Kingery was great for an extended period of time early on in the season. Reese Hoskins was. What happened to Reese? We don't know. He doesn't know. But 226 on his ledger, 819 OPS, far from where he wanted to be. 100 points down on the OPS compared to where it was in the first half. That's the stuff that needs to be addressed. And it doesn't mean like, oh, you got to trade him, got to get rid of him. No, it just means something has to be addressed. And by the way, he's getting married. So that's being addressed. He's going to be able to go into the offseason and have something more to look forward to. Going to the yard every day on a struggle is not fun. You as a fan could say, Oh, it's so easy. You go to the, you're still playing baseball. Yeah, I get that. It's still a job. It still weighs on you. You don't have forty plus thousand fans plus the people that are watching on TV, watching every at bat, every step, living everything. You know, in, in your job. So that's the part. It, it, it's hard. 
it's a it's a microscope of a guy's career right there, right there. You get a little little glimpse of what it's like to be a, a big leaguer because they he looked human. You know, first parts of his you know little bit of the big league career for Reese Hoskins has been a breeze, hitting homers, setting records for you know number of homers and x amount of games for Phillies for young guys and and so. Some things need to be addressed, and 116 walks is great, but we also saw that with Adam Dunn for over many years. He hit 40 homers, you know, and Maurice hits 29. That's To me, it's disappointing. The launch angle era, sorry, not, a, not in. Not in. Line drive era, I'm always in. But if you're going to talk about fly balls all the time, if you're going to pop up all the time, that needs to be addressed. And if that's not going to be an organizational philosophy, then sorry, you, you don't know hitting. Sorry, you don't. You, you can come at me. You can come at me. But organizationally, could we get back to hard line drives? Doesn't mean ground ball, fly ball, line drives. Up and down. Adam Hazley showed that he could hit a line drive. It's pretty good. Brad Miller, 12 homers on the year. That was a great pickup by the entire staff on that one. And I hope, just personally, just because he was a uh, podcaster here, that he comes back based on the fact that, like, look, the guy could play multiple positions. He's a left-handed power bat off the bench. Huge. Corey Dickerson was great. Love to have him back. Don't know if they can. It'll be nice to see Andrew McCutcheon back out. There's so many things you can go back and forth and say and do and all that. But, you know, to me, it needs to be a team-wide deal. Starting pitching needs to get better. It was addressed that, you know, there's certain things that have gone on that just weren't good. Guys got worse. Guys are put in positions that they shouldn't have been put in, not because of coaching, but because of injury. You know, certain guys that need to develop. That just didn't have the time to develop in the minor leagues enough to come up. That's a part of the depth problem. You know, organizations need to get stronger, not only at the big league level, but the upper, you know, double A, triple A levels. They just need to continue to get better and better and better. Aaron Nola was good. Obviously, the team results in those last seven, eight starts were not good, but Aaron Nola was Aaron Nola. We saw him get back to what he's capable of. Still too many curveballs in my mind, not with a 95-mile-an-hour fastball like he has. You can't be throwing as many curveballs as he does just based on he dominates. He dominates. We saw some good things out of Vince Velasquez. We saw some bad things out of Vince Velasquez. Who do we have in Vince Velasquez? Well, we have a good dude. I know that. He's a guy's always one of the best dudes that you're going to come around in the in the clubhouse so that's that's been good but one of the main ones that I love to talk about is Zach Eflin and whether or not it's a biased opinion I just like Zach and Zach Eflin you look at his last few starts obviously he gives up a couple of runs at the very end the other day in the win that he had but he got the 10 wins 4.13 ERA I thought he was going to get in the threes but almost almost but you look at his last seven games in 41 innings 37 hits, 28 strikeouts, and lived off the sinker. And why is the sinker a bad thing? It's never a bad thing. You know, it's worked for guys in years past. And by the way, 
the game is good. The game has always been good. Can't change everything. And you can't make everyone a cookie cutter, pitcher, hitter, all that. No data is ever going to show that. I don't care. It's a bunch of crap if you want to tell me that this guy in Zach Eflin is a four-seam fastball guy up in the zone. Can't tell me that. Sorry, not going to happen. His strength has always been sinker slider, sinker slider, sinker slider. If we could develop a third pitch and be consistently good with the third pitch, the guy could be an unbelievable pitcher. A top two pitcher? No. Three, four? Yes, absolutely. He's not a five. Not with that. Not, not, not him. But that's that's something that he, as an athlete, I appreciate more than anything. He took his career into his own hands. And he said, this is not me. I need to be me. I need to do what makes me and has made me successful in the past. And that is go back into sinkers down in the zone, sliders, and pitching in with the slider to lefties. It's not a hard adjustment. You know why? Because the adjustment needs to be made elsewhere. People need to realize who people are. That's my favorite part about the game of baseball is you could bring up all the analytics all you want because analytics are good. Not all is good. There is good analytics. There's a people that are in the R and D department do a hell of a job. They work their butts off. So I don't want to hear, Oh, you don't need to, you need analytics. But my eyes are different than Reese Hoskins eyes. Reese Hoskins eyes are different than Bryce Harper's eyes. Aaron Nola's arm angle is different than Vince Velasquez's arm angle. Who's different than Zach Eflin's arm angle? Who has different strengths? Identify the strengths. A great coach, great teachers identify strengths, and they go with it. And I think that's the biggest thing in this, this whole grand scheme of things. We pitched to too many weaknesses of pitchers because of the weaknesses of the hitters. Good pitching always beats good hitting. And if it does not, then you tip your cap. But the moment you go away from your strengths as a pitcher, I'm sorry. You're going to get beat. And Zach Eflin took it into his own hands, and he delivered. To me, it is one of the most amazing things to see. I appreciated everything that he did on that. And you saw the results towards the end of the year that were incredible. Zach Eflin was fantastic, and hopefully that leads into something that's going to be nothing but good going forward. Now, what happens in the offseason? Who knows? It's a flip of the coin of what's going to happen. There's a lot of things that you know the, the organization needs to address, and it's going to be fun to watch. So for me, I'm looking at this thing going, sit back, enjoy, whatever it is. Enjoy the Eagles, enjoy the Sixers, enjoy the Flyers. I don't know. Whatever's your cup of tea. Because you know what? Clearwater is going to come up soon. And who knows what it's going to be like, how different it's going to be like. But until then, we got other things. Playoffs. So why not? Let's get into a little bit of playoffs. I'll talk throughout the entire offseason of what my playoff stuff is all about. Maybe about the Braves because you see them all the time. Maybe you hate them. Maybe it just... Is something that you want to talk about. But more on Pine Tar for Breakfast, I'm going to talk about one thing, and that's predictions for this postseason. Playoffs start tomorrow night in Washington, D.C., with the Nationals playing 
the Milwaukee Brewers, and I think it's Brandon Woodruff is going for the Brewers against Max Scherzer. I have the Nats at home beating the Brewers, and I think that would be a good matchup for them when you look at the whole thing. Brandon Woodruff, obviously, for Phillies fans, understand that he's really good. He almost had a perfect game against them, except for Andrew Knapp, shot him, went yard on him, gave him his first homer on the year. Wednesday is Tampa Bay in Oakland, here in Oakland, California. They're expecting 56,000, more than the Raiders' opening games. And that, to me, is going to be a crazy game. You have two very minimal payroll teams going up against each other. A lot of guys that are hungry for jobs in general. And it should be entertaining. I, I find that to be the more entertaining game than the National League wildcard game. I'm probably going to be wrong on that, but we'll see. I got the A's going in that one. And to me, if the A's win that, they're taking Houston game five in the NLDS where Houston will win. Uh, the Yankees and Twins are going up against each other, which should be one of the most tremendous power-filled games. If you could remember back in, I believe it was July, there were so many games that they, they played. New York was in Minnesota, and almost every game just felt like it was a playoff game. 10-8. 14-11, all the high-scoring games. Not great pitching, but it's one that I think is going to be the most entertaining. But then again, we always think the best pitching matchups always against each other end up, what, 8-6, 9-7, you know, the huge. So maybe this is like the 2-1 scores. Who knows? Uh, the most intriguing matchup for me is St. Louis Cardinals versus the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the way the Braves played at the end of the year, I am very skeptical of what's going on there. So huge for the St. Louis Cardinals is that they go Thursday, and the question is going to be, who goes game one? And yesterday, Jack Flaherty, who's been, I, I mean, it's not even a debate. He's been the best pitcher in baseball for the last two months. Uh, I don't think he's going to be able to go until Friday, or to game two. So is that a big part of this? I don't see the Braves pitching staff being successful against the Cardinals offense and the way they've played in, in recent days. For me, they've played hot. They've been hot. They're going to stay hot. And for me, I do believe the Cardinals beat the Atlanta Braves. That is right. Now on the Wild card side with the Nationals, and I have them on top of the Brewers. They're going to be playing the Dodgers. I do believe the Dodgers are the best team in that. Good pitching, though. Great pitching could always beat them in a long series. I do believe in the short series in the DS. Ooh. I got the Dodgers, but I got that one going to five. I got Nats, Dodgers, Dodgers in five, Cardinals in four, and let's go uh, bah, 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 bah. Yankees. I want to see I, I want to see the Yankees win against Minnesota. I do. I'm sorry. Uh, interesting enough, I do have the A's beating Tampa. <sighs> you ready for my bold prediction? I got the A's over the Houston Astros. I do. I do. I, I think there is a little bit of an ownage part, and I'm going to go with that one. I'm um, probably going to completely blow off my entire 
playoff prediction right here, but how about the A's Yankees in the ALCS? Yankees are going to win that. I have Dodgers Cardinals, Dodgers versus Cardinals. I'm going, ooh, let's go Dodgers. Yep, and Dodgers are going to beat New York in the World Series. My apologies to all the Bay Area fans that are listening. I'm sorry, but you know, Dodgers are they've been they've been so good. They're they're a franchise that has done nothing but get better year after year after year with some incredible talent, incredible depth, uh, and some just darn right hard play. They just play the game of baseball right. So that's a huge deal for me. Um, so yeah, there we go. There's my predictions. How about that? Anyway, I'll probably be over like nine and it'll be cool. Cause then everyone else can say, you don't know what you're talking about, but I'm going to try to do as much as I can throughout the off season, especially during the playoffs, keep everyone abreast of what's going on. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone involved in allowing me to be a broadcaster this year, next year and beyond. Uh, it was such a fun time. Scott Fransky, a pro as a pro can be. Um, and to Rob Brooks for and and Dave Buck for allowing me to continue on and, and being who I am, which is a guy that loves baseball, loves the Phillies, and just looks forward to doing more and more coming up. Well, that's your last regular season podcast for Pine Tar for Breakfast. The postseason version is coming up and off-season versions coming up. So stay tuned. I'll try to tweet it out as much as I can. Uh, more interaction from you guys would be great. At Kevin Franzen. I talk for breakfast. Peace. Kevin Franzen is out of here. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.